Previously on Searching for Ghosts. Uh, her father and I were getting a divorce. He lived in Gleason, Tennessee, and Bethany and I had moved to Nashville, where she had started school and uh, got some really good friends and was excited about being able to play ball for the first time and just grow up to be a normal kid. She, They called her and she opened the door and had her back and she said, are we leaving, Daddy? She, she yelled across the parking lot. We ate when he told us we could eat. If he wasn't hungry, nobody was nobody was eating. I tell you what, when he couldn't get you on the phone, he lost it. He went insane, and he took off and and he went looking for you. Um, in this episode, we pick up where we left off in episode four: the escape. Johnny and Bethany had left Larry and were living in Nashville. Johnny was walking the razor-thin tightrope of keeping a low profile while following the letter of the law with custody and divorce proceedings. I had to get Bethany in school. Legally, I only had five days. So the day that we decided to take Bethany to school, it took forever because they didn't want to put her in school until they had her school records. But then I didn't want Larry to know where I was until he got filed the divorce papers, Larry Markowski. And it appears Larry Markowski was getting some things in order himself. I get a phone call from Larry. Uh, I just saw the blue. I got a phone call from him. said, Harold, uh, I need your help. Johnny's left me. And I said, well, what kind of help you need from me? He said, I need you to help me find Bethany. That's all I want is my daughter. I just want my daughter. And this went on for two weeks. Every night, he called me begging me, wanting me to come and help him find his daughter. This is Harold Roberts, a childhood friend of Larry's. We will hear more from Harold in a future episode. I was raised with him. I was born in the same hospital with him. We were raised together. Well, after two weeks, his mother called, which is Juanita. And she said, Harold, you're the only one that can help Larry. He's about to lose it. I'm afraid he's going to kill himself or hurt somebody. She said, will you just please come and try to help him? So I did. I, I got a, got my pickup and drove all the way from Little Rock back to Leeson to his house. We were staying at Diane's, and, and Lori and I had finally got Bethany registered in school. So Lori dropped me off at Diane's house, and then she went back to work at Permobile. When I got there, the first thing he wanted to do was go find Bethany. I said, I'm worn out, man. So I just got off work, let me rest. I said, I'll rest up and we'll see what we can do. Well, the next day, he was up bright and early, ready to go. Before she had time to get to work, um, I had gotten a phone call from the principal at, at the school Bethany was, had just started. And uh, she said, um, you know, Bethany's father's here and we have to let him have her. We, you know, we don't have a court order. Get up here right now. I'm Brandon Barnett, and this is Searching for Ghosts, Season 2. Where is Bethany Markowski? Johnny's sister Lori explains what the school later told them about how Larry found Bethany. 
I guess it was the school or something because they were saying how he had found, how they figured out how he had found the school because that was one of our questions. How did he know? Because it was almost immediately a little after 8 or 8.30 or whatever that we got the call that he was there. And we're like, was I there, hadn't even got my coat off at work yet. Mm-hmm. And um, they school? said that he had already been to, this was his fifth school, because I guess it was process of elimination. He knew where I lived and and didn't know for a fact that she was at my house, but figured that she was. And um, and we weren't at your house. Yeah, no. but he knew that she would probably be enrolled in a school that was in our school district area. And um, and he found her. Harold Roberts. And I said, let me see your phone list. I want to see your phone bill. And the phone bill told me where Johnny was at because she always called her family. And I knew where her family was at by that. Right. So we went and found Bethany. Even though legally there was nothing the school could do to keep Larry from getting Bethany, the principal wasn't going to make it so easy for him until she could get more information. Said it's between classes, and um, she had them. She had Bethany's homeroom teacher, Miss Jamie Sloan, take Bethany into another classroom. Just them alone. Um, evidently, the doors had windows in them at Dupont Tyler, so but. Miss Sloan had Bethany in a room. So Lori rushes from work to pick up Johnny as things start to get tense at the school. In the meantime, I'm here at Diane's house and I call uh, work and I'm my sister's work and I'm screaming and hollering. I don't know what I'm saying. And um, so she puts her coat back on and grabs her husband and and they come in to Diane's house and, and get me. And we go up to the school and I believe you're talking. She's talking to the principal on your cell phone and she's telling us don't come in yet something's going on and then about that time we see Larry and Harold like Larry comes out the front of the school and they kind of meet on the sidewalk and they're talking and then they walk around like to the back of the school kind of I thought maybe they were gonna leave but the principal told us come in come in come in so we we ran in the school and she ushered us in her class in her office and there was a little monitor TV. This is Harold again. I found out some stuff that I didn't know from Johnny that really went down up there because I was in the pickup waiting on him right. to go in and get Bethany. And next thing I know, I see the law and the cops pulling up and I knew we had trouble, so I got out of the pickup, but I didn't know exactly what had went down. Just what exactly went down at the school? It's Larry Markowski found out which classroom Bethany was in, and he went into the classroom and um, I think shoved the teacher uh, down and grabbed Bethany. Bethany's friend Megan was at the school that day and recounts the talk around campus, and also what she heard herself from inside a classroom. Hearing all the commotion, but I'm not seeing any of this, so um, from what I heard other people say um, was that they he got her to the stairs and Miss Sloan and kind of tackled him. They all went tumbling down the stairs, and then that's kind of where it, where it ended and, you know, 
stopped. And so all of the classrooms were locked down. They made sure that they had somebody at every door. And um, the front doors were locked, for sure. It was crazy. You heard desks being pushed around. You heard a scream um, and a lot of yelling during that time. Diane, who you heard at the end of episode four, and is also Megan's mother, recounts what Bethany's teacher, Miss Sloan, told her about that day. Um, she told me that she thought that she had locked the door. Um, however, I guess she didn't pull it tight enough or what have you. Um, she said that Mr. Markowski came through the door and headed toward Bethany, and she stepped in front of Bethany and said, wait a minute, you, you can't do this. He shoved her out of the way, grabbed Bethany by the arm, and I think from what Miss Sloan told me that um, Bethany tried to resist in some way, and he grabbed her hair and pulled her out into the hallway. In a typed letter dated March 28, 2001, Miss Sloan gives her account of what happened that day. Quote, on January 31st, 2001, Larry Markowski came into my classroom without permission from the office. His daughter Bethany and I were in the room. I had been warned that he might come and try to take her. I asked if I could help him, and he said he had come to talk to his daughter. I asked if he had permission from the office to be up here. He said he did. Bethany started crying and saying she couldn't go with him. It was obvious to me that she was frightened. I asked him to go downstairs and they could get this straightened out and then he could possibly see her. He would not leave. He then took her by the arm and started quickly taking her from the room, pushing me aside. I told him to stop that I could not let him take her. I then ran after him into the hallway and screamed I needed help. Several teachers came into the hall and we were able to take Bethany away from him. The police officer then came and escorted him downstairs. Bethany was taken back into my room. Signed. Jamie Sloan, unquote. After all of that happened, uh, we came out of the principal's office and they stuck uh, Lori, Larry Jackson and I into like a supply closet, maybe. It was a little tiny room down the hallway. Because they were going to try, they brought him, uh, Larry Markowski and Harold, into the principal's office. And then they brought Bethany to us. And she was shaking and crying and scared and so upset. And um, law enforcement was never called. They did have an SRO. That's what it was. Yeah, Mm -hmm. SRO. But, you know, other than that, law enforcement was never called. He said he only was there because he wanted to see Bethany to give her birth, money for her birthday. So Bethany said the only re- the only way she would go into the principal's office and see her dad is if my sister and her husband go in there, and they did. They went in the room, and then I don't, Lori, I'll have to tell you that I think they were asked to leave, or he wouldn't. Okay, he wouldn't. Go, Larry Markowski wouldn't go in there, and they were asked to leave. And um, Bethany went in there and talked to him and. And while some details differ between Harold and Johnny's accounts of that day, 
What is obvious is that Larry Markowski did attempt to take Bethany with him on January 31, 2001, from her school in Nashville. And according to Harold, after this fiasco, some things became obvious to him as well. I realized then that it wasn't Bethany he was after. He was wanting Johnny. He was wanting to get back and talk to Johnny and put pressure on her. So what his deal was, he was he was trying to get you know Bethany where he could get a chance to talk back to Johnny. Well, Johnny didn't talk to him that day. She didn't see him. She didn't let him see her. And he just went all right about it. So anyway, we ended up coming back home with really a tail tucked between our legs because cops just about put us in jail up there in Nashville. Right. And I didn't know I didn't know he had drove her out of the classroom. Uh, you know, I didn't know all that until Johnny told me, even the TBI and FBI didn't tell me all that. If you have any information about Bethany Markowski, no matter how small you think it is, call 1-800-THE-LOST. Hey guys, Brandon here. Want to support Searching for Ghosts and look cool doing it? Well, now you can, and just in time for Christmas. The SFG store is up and running. We have three designs to choose from, including the Galaxy shirt for the nerd in all of us. We have multiple colors to choose from, t-shirts for men and women, and hoodies. I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode. You can also find the store at the top of the Searching for Ghosts Facebook page. Your support will help us keep SFG going. Thanks, guys. On the next episode of Searching for Ghosts. I don't think there was an affirmation. There could have been, and I just don't know of her being there at all. Right. In Arkansas. I wanted supervised visitation, you know, for a while until to see how everything would go. Why don't you come out here, stay the weekend with us, go to church with us Sunday. I said, these people out here are hippie. He said to me, he said, well, why I'm going to take my uh, band down to uh, Port of Mexico and leave it down there and you can have it. You just come get it. It'll be yours. Um, they searched the basement. They searched the uh, house, they searched the attic, they searched all the way around the house, in the woods, 